Welcome to today's edition of the Paul List Comics and Culture Podcast. Every day I pick a comic and then I provide some analysis, discussion, and critical engagement. I'm Tu Ply on Twitter at T-W-O-P-L-A-I. My perspective is as a cultural critic, academic, and a teacher and preacher. So I try to be analytical since sometimes I get philosophical, sometimes I get a little spiritual. Well, since I do analysis of a comic's work each day for about 20 minutes, I do get into the details. So I always suggest that you read the work first, whether you buy it from your local retailer or digitally. Yes, that's a lightweight spoiler warning. All right, let's dig deep. It's Saturday, July 15th, 2016. Saturday is when we do the Saturday Super Friend. And our Super Friend today is none other than Superman, the new Superman. It is, uh, it is a new era, a new time. Uh, DC is not only in its rebirth, it's also birthing some new characters. And um, writer Gene Luen Yang and artist Victor Bogdanovich have um, created the first issue of... Uh, the new Superman, set in Shanghai, China, um, and uh, I'm going to talk about it today. First off, uh, this is, uh, like I said, the Paul List uh, podcast, and I'd love to hear from you. Um, I'm at 2ply on Twitter. Um, you can email me at 2ply, T-W-O-P-L-A-I, at gmail.com. You can also look at um, 2ply.tumblr.com, where I'll post visuals when necessary to accompany um, a, a pod where I, I talk about a particular book. But today, instead of doing that, um, I'm gonna my tack for looking at New Superman is uh, is to look at this as a first issue um, and then as an individual issue. Now I I don't know that I've ever t- that I've talked yet in the three weeks that I've been doing this podcast about a first issue. So that's kind of a fun. Um, prospect. Uh, but I, my strategy in this is to uh, think a little bit like the writer. Um, this is something that I've done and I, and I encourage you to do whether you are um, you know, an aspiring creator, and I'm not saying that because I'm a, a creator or even an aspiring creator, or whether you are um, you know, a, a somebody who likes to study comics, um, maybe academically or even just out of interest. But I, I also encourage you to do it just as something kind of fun to do if you're a comics reader or a comics fan. And the thing that I'm saying to do is to re- try to reverse engineer a comic book. Um, what I mean in this case is I mean to, to say like, okay, to look at the comic book, knowing that at some point, um, for many cartoons, especially where the writer is separate from the artist, the writer writes a script. And so how would you, so, so to take the comic and to work backwards to what you think uh, would be the, the script that you would have to write to make this comic book. Now I've, I haven't really uh, done that very often with the, you know, to the de- to the depth of including the descriptions that I would have given the artist and then the dialogue and all that kind of stuff. Not to that extent, but even to step back and say, okay, so here's how the pages are organized. The first four pages are this, and then here's this shift that happens at page 14 and so on. And, and just kind of thinking about a comic that way as a way to kind of analyze, dissect, um, uh, understand the the structure of um, of a comic book issue. Um, I think that's a fun thing to do. Um, sometime someday I'll talk about the idea of reverse engineering other steps in the comic 
uh, creation process, such as coloring or inking something. Um, that's something also that I've tried. That's been uh, really fun. Uh, I <laughs> it proves to me again that I would uh, probably be a massive failure as a comics creator. Um, but it, in terms of just understanding the medium and the craft, it's um, it's been super enlightening. Thing to do, and so I kind of wanted to do that with soup, new Superman number one today, which is to kind of reverse engineer that first issue. Um, what Gene uh, Luen Yang must have thought about, may have thought about, as the sort of structure and how the story would be introduced, the origin would be uh, would unfold in this first issue. Um, I should say that um, for a little bit of context, I've mentioned before that the DC. Uh, Rebirth is is kind of in full swing, and um, I think this is the first new character, or at least new title, uh, that um, DC Rebirth has um, introduced, uh, and it's great. Uh, Jin Yang wrote Superman for the last year, um, before the end of the New 52. Um, I liked the run a lot. I talk about it in some of the previous podcasts of this show, and... Um, and when they announced that, um, you know, Rebirth was coming along, I was a little sad because I thought that that meant that, you know, we wouldn't be able to see uh, Mr. Yang back on Superman. Um, when they announced as part of the Rebirth announcements that uh, Gene Yang would be uh, on Superman, but, but in fact a different Superman title, one that he could sort of create from scratch to do his thing, um, you know, I was just I thought that was a perfect fit I thought I think there's something in Yang's ethic that um, fits well with the best of DC comics and DC superheroes uh, I was a little bit sad because I think having him create a character in Shanghai uh, it's, it's great it's really good I mean I think it's uh, a positive thing for um, for fans to imagine a hero placed in a different place placed in a different uh, setting and to and that's not fake <laughs> um, it's but but I think the disappointing part of it for me was just the idea that you know okay so you have a black creator let's make him the the, the writer or the artist on a, on a black superhero Let, you know here you have an Asian American creator let's make him the creator of an Asian superhero um, that is uh, well I mean I think it's something that um, is an opportunity, and I'm, I'm, I bet that that's how uh, Mr. Yang saw it, um, an opportunity for him to um, bring what he could learn and, and knew about, um, uh, you know, Asian culture, uh, which, which is not actually, I think, you know, as he identifies as an Asian American, definitely not coterminous with being Asian, definitely not uh, the same as living and growing up and uh, being in Asia. Um, but certainly he's traveled enough and knows enough people that um, he has something to say partially of, of his own experience and, and partially from uh, research. Um, he also has written and spoken extensively about the idea of windows and mirrors. Uh, I think he's, he borrowed that from somebody else but has utilized it wherever he goes. Um, Jin Yang is, is currently the, um, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the, amb the grand ambassador. <laughs> That's not his official title. The Grand Ambassador of Children's Literature. Um, and uh, he, uh, he does a great job representing um, uh, young people's literature. I should, that's, that's, that's part of his title, not just children's literature. Um, young people's literature. Um, and as, as a graphic novelist, it's fantastic. He does great stuff. Um, but anyway, I, I think 
him writing this new Superman book was, you know, mostly just a, a cause for celebration for me. Um, and uh, I anticipated, very much anticipating this title. And uh, it didn't disappoint. Um, so what we have in this issue is we have a very sort of typical, that uh, sounds dismissive, a, a very... Um, well, let's just say a very Gene Yang kind of storyline, kind of story arc. Um, there, there, you have a, an er, a kind of arrogant and, and selfish character. Uh, he experiences a change that propels him to an opportunity or to a kind of power. Uh, once in that opportunity, he must confront his own vulnerability. And then as a result, he must learn some hu- humility and some responsibility, usually begrudgingly. Uh, and usually with a good dose of humor, uh, but uh, definitely um, that storyline is one that you see in American Born Chinese. You see it uh, a slight bit in the Shadow Hero, although I, I don't know if that arrogance um, and selfishness quite mark that hero's uh, trajectory. Um, but in other comics that um, Gene has written, uh, that's a, a pretty common sort of tra- trajectory for a character. In this case, our arrogant and mean character is uh, Keenan Kong, who um, quote-unquote defends his uh, quote-unquote friend, who he calls Pangzi, which is Chinese for fat boy, um, Luo Lixing, and uh, I'm not sure if that's actually the correct pronunciation in terms of the tones. Anyway, Lixing's family owns an airline, and um, uh, you know, uh, Keenan uh, sort of... Uh, inadvertently, no, just kind of unexpectedly becomes a hero and captured on video um, defending his friend against a, uh, a, a tried and true supervillain and then is is caught on camera and goes viral and then uh, he is, because of that, picked for a sort of experiment of being made into a Superman and how that the mechanism of how that happens is still yet to be revealed. But um, by the end of the issue, he is the new Superman. Um, so I'm obviously spoiling things. And so I, th- I think not only actually is it best for you to have read the issue to for this podcast to mean anything, but maybe to even have it in front of you if possible. Um, again, not totally necessary, but uh, nice to have it in front of you so you can kind of look at what I'm talking about as I as I talk about it. So what I did is I kind of, re, like I said, reverse engineered the structure of this issue. Um, words like reverse engineer and structure, by the way, are not actually my um, usual parlance. I'm not an engineer. Uh, and uh, when I talk about structure, usually I mean structuralism. <laughs> I'm in the uh, humanities and social sciences. But um, I, I think... <laughs> And by the way, I, I need to point that out because I'm an Asian American man, and uh, I think it's no small thing that um, Jin Yang is uh, a representative, an ambassador of literature. Um, he is a computer scientist, actually, um, and uh, and that's awesome. And he's doing some really cool comics stuff uh, with a book called a series called Secret Coders for first second. Uh, but one of the you know stereotypes of Asian American men is that uh, we are all engineers and I am uh, pointedly not an engineer nor am I in finance um, nor am I a business person or a doctor or good at science or math uh, for that matter um, but uh, I do enjoy storytelling and uh, and I think so does so does mr. yang um, but uh, the reason why I think 
it's interesting to reverse engineer the story is because it's part of the analysis of how um, a story uh, comes to be. And more than that, um, the the strictures of a comic of a single issue comic book, especially a first issue that is also an origin story, are quite tight. Um, you have to fit within the genre. You have to um, fit within the number of pages. You have to accomplish uh, enough of the s- setup and storytelling that you um, compel readers to buy. And yet you also need to reveal enough and have enough progression and action that uh, you know it's satisfying as an individual issue. Uh, plus, you have to do all the work within all those constraints and expectations and still do something original and interesting. And so it's, it's a tough task with a lot of, um, uh, you know, constraints and parameters. And so I was, I'm really interested in how somebody can uh, successfully, or at least uh, to the best of their ability, meet that task and still manage some originality. And I think this issue uh, does that. Um, I am, uh, let me be open and honest. Yesterday I talked about a Nameless City by Faith Erin Hicks and tried to say uh, that I was unbiased by the fact of meeting her and, and her being such a cool person. That's ridiculous. How can I not be biased? Um, <laughs> I, can, I can claim no clear objectivity in reading this. I can say, though, that, um, you know, there's... I can, I. I know comics that I like and I know comics that I don't like regardless of the creator and I know that this is to me a comic that uh, does 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 the job really really well all right so um, what uh, we have is uh, if you sort of go make page numbers based on the actual page numbers and ignore the ads and multiple covers or on your digital edition or whatever uh, <laughs> we have 20 pages and within this 20 pages we go from uh, we have a sort of micro version of the macro trajectory, I assume, that we're going to see in this character, which is, again, the arrogant and selfish uh, young man, kid, whatever, uh, becoming a unselfish hero and um, confronting their vulnerability and learning, to some extent, a humility and a responsibility. And um, I kind of break down the 20 pages into three main uh, acts and I don't know that this is, you know, I have no proof that this is how uh, Mr. Yang uh, imagined the the script or conceptualized the script. But I think a three-act structure, both for in in, in big picture arcs, and but also in an individual issue, is um, is it's helpful. It's as basic as beginning, middle, and end. But it's also um, a way to think about the import of. Uh, of the opening and the and how the ending has to wind down towards something to, to give you a sense of satisfaction and that really leaves a middle to do a lot of the work that you need to do which um, this issue does do all right and so I would probably put the first act uh, the beginning section I called it the kind of opening action doing the first and the sixth pages and within these pages you meet Keenan uh, you meet his friend Li Xing you see their dynamic and by seeing their dynamic it reveals a whole lot about him as a character and then suddenly you have a supervillain come uh, and approach and so here's your action uh, you know you need to have something something needs to be uh, flying or moving or, or superhero-y within a, a few pages of a superhero comic like this um, that's trying to have mass appeal uh, and then you have the blue condor who is this villain arriving and Keenan. Um, you know, sort of out of nowhere, um, uh, standing up to him, and then he flies away. 
that is within the first six pages of the book. The middle part, I guess I would call the um, exposition action, uh, kind of exposition background portion. And I would put that roughly between pages seven and pages and page 14. Uh, and uh, in that section, there's actually quite a lot that's revealed about the character as the um, story is sort of pushed forward um, to the next place that it needs to get to. Within those pages, right, we're talking here about um, uh, uh, eight pages, and I would roughly break it down to the three, three, and two, right? Within these eight middle pages, out of eight out of the 20 middle pages, you have the um, uh, Keenan meeting Laney. Uh, I posted on Facebook a picture of this um, reporter character, Lainey Lon, who um, is funny because it's, her name happens to sound a lot like my wife's name. And she look, happens to look a lot like my wife, which is awesome. Um, but anyway, um, you have Keenan meeting Lainey uh, and uh, a conversation between them that at the same time, uh, through a, ca a sort of camera point of view, um, is is shown on TV and then is picked up by this character who we're going to meet later, Dr. Omen, part of the Ministry of Self-Reliance that recruits Keenan to become the new Superman. And then so you switch back to Keenan and Lainey and their exchange back and forth as she probes to try to find out his story and, and you know we find that she wants to report on him and interview him. The middle three pages, you have the scene in... Um, in Keenan's father's auto Zongdan auto repair uh, shop, and um, the the back and forth that reveals that um, you know he's struggling to, for his his dad's approval, uh, Asian American trope, uh, <laughs> a, a good one, very appropriate to uh, my experience at least, um, and then uh, and then that you find out that his father is a um, sort of a, a conspiracy group. Uh, a writer uh, trying to um, reveal the, the the truth of this ministry of self-reliance and and also that he is a sort of outspoken about um, you know truth justice and democracy as he says um, being th something being about more than one individual uh, which contradicts um, uh, you know what he saw and what he's upset by despite his son's uh, sudden um, fame and heroism which is that he was hanging out with Li Xing who's who's the son of the uh, CEO of of China Southeast Airlines. Um, and then you have the, the next two pages in which simultaneously you under, you come to understand Keenan's sense of loss and here's the reveal of the vulnerability because his mother's passed away and he's there at the grave and he hasn't, you, you come to find out that he hasn't been there for a number of years and simultaneously you, you, know, you find that out through Dr. Omen coming to him and recruiting him for, um, for the superhero thing so smashed into these eight pages in three settings three locations and interactions with laney father and um dr omen is a whole lot of background exposition and i kind of imagine the post-it notes that um you know yang must have had uh, on his board or his wall or whatever got to do these things these things these things and how do i fit them into this um short middle because um in the last uh, pages, last six pages, so you kind of had six at the top, six at the end, and then eight in the middle to work with. In these last, in the last six pages is the new action, uh, which is the new Superman, the sort of creation of this uh, new superhero. And um, 
you know, on page 15, you switch scenes to the Oriental Pearl Tower in Shanghai. You have this establishing shot from the tower. It zooms into the lab, and you see that they're in a very typical sort of scene. You know, he, they've put him in in the lab to do the whatever experiment thing. And then you zoom into the chamber. On the next page, on page 16, um, you have panic, <laughs> you know, his panic and, and regret, and, uh, and uh, you know, his questioning what, what he's doing. And then you get the action of... Uh, everything that occurs, and um, in page 17, as the uh, whatever scientific um, stuff is being done to um, to Keenan, uh, you have a a, a, f- a flashback, um, a sort of a dream slash maybe memory um, set of set of panels, you know, four horizontal and one vertical underneath, where um, a plane is falling and Keenan has this dream and he realizes and he admits one that um, he is uh, a friend slash bully of leashing because he's upset and angry that his father didn't um, make the planes safe enough and it seems like his mother was was you know lost in a in a plane crash it seems like that's what it is at least that's the content of his dreams but this time he he's having that dream and finding himself in a superman outfit and then you know of course the sparks at the bottom on page 18 there's a sort of uh, splash with inset where he flies out crying he i won't let you die as he's witnessed by dr omen and her assistant and then on page uh 18 you know uh, uh sorry page 19 there's sort of the wonder and the discovery of his powers and then the reaction from uh, the, the two scientists. And then 20, boom, you have your full page splash with the reveal, which um, yeah, I won't say what it is. And just in case you decided not to buy the book <laughs> or you haven't read it and you just decided to keep listening, uh, I won't tell you what's the ending. Uh, I'll let that be the last bit of surprise. Um, but if you have the book, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I think that, um, again, it's a lot to cram into the 20 pages that these, uh, DC biweekly books are now, you know, having to be just like all of this analysis, a lot to cram into 20 minutes, which I've already, um, uh, transgressed. Um, (laughs) um, but, but you, you can kind of see in that structure in the sort of three acts or the three movements, how much. Yang has to establish and how he's able to do that. The first six pages establishing Keenan as arrogant and mean, um, establishing him as somebody who is a bully, essentially, uh, who a bully who nonetheless you can already see the chinks in his armor. Uh, and I that's such a funny word to use in the in this context, uh, a name that I've been called, in fact. Um, but uh, you see the sort of weaknesses. He is his uh, arrogant, but but um, sort of uh, obnoxiously and hilariously so you know uh li Xing is totally mistreated and yet he throws a lunchbox uh by the way very culturally accurate lunchbox uh in at at um at keenan's head you know um and then there's the whole name calling thing which is another gene yang um uh let's say characteristic is that people call each other names that are um ridiculous and mean and funny for how um um petty <laughs> they are um but to call somebody um pangzi in fact that is my uh chinese nickname pang pang uh is what i am still occasionally called by relatives and it's uh wounded me for life just kidding 
not really. Um, okay, so so the the character is established in this relationship, and there's a relationship that I'm guessing is going to be pretty significant throughout the story. I don't know if Li Xing becomes a Jimmy Olsen or a um, <laughs> for a more recent vintage a Ganki um, as uh, as Miles Morales has. Um, I love the fact, by the way, that Keenan is um, is talking a lot about being broad-shouldered and, um, you know, tall but not Yao Ming tall. But uh, he's drawn with this um, visible pudge, this uh, little bit of a little more two-liter bottle than six-pack. Uh, and yet he has a confidence about his own body. I, I appreciate that for personal reasons. Um, and, and similarly, in this opening arc, we actually see this establishing um, uh, action of the blue condor arriving and then him standing up to it. It's this, again, a flash of heroism in what is otherwise a totally unlikable, uh, well, not unlikable, but just um, unappealing, unheroic figure. And um, and I, I like that this is, again, another very Jin Yang thing, that heroism isn't sort of a trumpeted nobility. It's not like, the, you know, da, 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 watch me, uh, you know, uh, watch me be awesome. Uh, instead, it's just sort of an impulse um, in a moment, and um, and that's how it often is, I think. Um, and then he goes ahead and takes his friend's money, <laughs> once more establishing who he is. And so all of that within the first six pages is a lot of character drawing, and um, and then a lot of sort of setting up the tension, uh, which you know I think is the true tension of the story, not. Will this superhero overcome the the villains? Um, but will this uh, will this human being be able to overcome himself? Will he able to get past himself to truly become heroic, which is to no longer you know be about himself? Um, I think that is the the real conflict, the internal one. Um, and then in the the exposition section in the middle, uh, you know you have all the vulnerabilities that you start to come to see. You start to come to see um, sort of his desperate-ish uh, desire for attention, uh, how he's sort of being uh, picked and selected for this role, um, and then the relationship with his father, and then the history with his mother um, that um, adds this layer of vulnerability to him. And then finally, in the last section, you know, you have his being granted, uh, well, actually even in the previous section, being granted a lot of power, but then finding the um, responsibility that is begrudging. Uh, and, um, and you know, I think you, you also see, start to see an important theme here. His father scorning individualism, um, suspicious about this ministry of self-reliance, and, um, and yet that ministry of self-reliance is what uh, recruits him into and gives him the power to be this superhero. And so I think there's going to be a lot of... Um, thought in this book about what the superhero represents you know does superman represent the transcendence of an in individual or as in other sort of threads of the superheroes the superman story um does does he represent a symbol of you know sublimation to the community um whether it be the nation or the city or or whomever um so We'll see. I think that uh, that's in play here. Um, so that's Superman, uh, new Superman, sorry, number one, art by Victor Bogdanovich and uh, written by Gene Luen Yang. And I should have mentioned, uh, inked by Richard Friend, uh, colors by Hi-Fi, letters by David Sharp. Um, yeah, 
Tomorrow is the Sunday Scholar. I will be talking about, um, I'm not sure. <laughs> Check back tomorrow. Actually, no, I do have an idea. Uh, tomorrow's Sunday Scholar is going to be about contemporary uh, comic storytelling by uh, Kukonen. And uh, that's from University of Nebraska Press. Uh, anyway, would love some feedback. Would love to hear from you. Um, love to know that what I'm doing is reaching some ears other than um, some internet bots and my own. So um, reach out to me um, and uh, keep reading. All right.